Are you a parent in business that wants to learn digital marketing the right way? So you've got an amazing business and you want to shout it from the rooftops. You want everyone to know about it and you want to generate consistent revenue. You love the idea of your business working for you whilst you are busy making memories with your family. The one thing stopping you is digital marketing. From SEO to blogging, from creating your own digital courses to creating podcasts that parents will love. My Bumped Baby has the solution. We have launched our Digital Marketing Academy and it is designed for parent-focused business owners to grow and scale their business with ease. Our academy can be accessed from anywhere on any device, which means as a busy parent in business, you can learn on the go with our bite-sized straight-to-the-point videos. Join us today by visiting the link below and have seven-day free trial on us to see if the area is right for you. Click the link under this podcast to start benefiting today and access our training right away. We look forward to seeing you in there and teaching you everything you need to know about digital marketing for parent-focused businesses. We are Google's number one baby and toddler directory. We cover everything from pregnancy to preschool and we are home to over 8,000 business listings. Join over 160,000 parents using our website each month and you can find your local groups, classes, services and support in your local area. Are you looking for local baby and toddler swimming lessons in your local area? Head over to www.mybump2baby.com to find your nearest swimming lessons. Hello and welcome to my Bump to Baby Expert podcast, where we bring experts from all over the UK to answer your questions on everything pregnancy to preschool. Holiday season is just around the corner and I know for a lot of parents they can get quite nervous about swimming on holiday. What you need, tips, all of those type of questions that you might have. So today we have invited on a very, very special guest. We've invited on Ali Beckman, who is the technical director and also the head teacher of the fabulous franchise Huddle Ducks. So she's gonna be answering all our questions on holiday swimming today. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Bumped Babies Expert podcast. Today, I am joined by the lovely Ali Beckman, the technical director of Puddle Ducks. Hello, how are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm really excited to have you on here today because we're going to be talking all about my favourite thing to do, which is holidays and swimming. So I'm really looking forward to this episode. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about you, Ali? 
Yeah, um, I have come from a, a, a very big swimming family. So swimming has been uh, my life for, for as long as I can remember. My mum's a, a swimming coach and has been for 40 odd years. And we were all, uh, me and my sisters were swimmers. Um, and, you know, I was really lucky enough to be able to turn my kind of my passion and my hobby into my career. Um, so I've um, also got a project management background. So that helps, obviously, with the role that I'm doing. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, you know, what an amazing thing to do to be able to love your job because it's what you did as a hobby so um yeah definitely do you know that's exactly how I feel about my bunch baby actually um because the thing is when you find something that you love so much it's just it's we're going to get on to him that a career a bit later anyway because you guys have have a few options anyway of different Mm. ways that that um parents can can move into the swimming kind of franchise opportunity so we're going to share that at the end as well but today we're going to be talking about holiday swimming because we've got lots of holidays around the corner and since covid i think a lot of people have kind of been holidaying in the uk afraid to book holidays abroad and unfortunately with the weather in the uk because it's never guaranteed is it (laughs) Um, so, so a lot of people are venturing abroad and i know when it comes to holiday swimming i know as a mum myself i sometimes get a bit worried like a bit like overwhelmed like what should i be doing what should i be taking so i just thought an episode on this would be really helpful to mums and dads out there so so first of all what should a baby wear for swimming on holiday what would you be your recommendations yeah I mean obviously I've I've had two children myself and uh, a little bit more a little bit older now um but yeah I, I remember going through all that and packing suitcases I mean we've got to take so much stuff on holiday with us as it is um, but my number one is absolutely a UV sunsuit, um, you know, f- as big as they can be in terms of, you know, from ankles to, to wrist to, to neck, um, because, you know, that they are designed for sun protection. It's made from fabric, which black blocks out, you know, the harmful UV rays. Um, and, you know, the longer, like I say, the better, because then we're not slapping as much sun cream on them. Um so, yeah, definitely pack that, you know, a, a couple of those. Um, and, you know, those swim nappies are really, really important as well. You know, every single pool, any decent pool will insist on kind of the baby and toddler being double wrapped. Um, and in, in that, what we mean is they've got an under nappy and an over nappy. Um, and that under nappy can be disposable or, you know, it can be, um, if it's certainly on going on holiday, it's probably better if you've got some recyclable ones in there because you don't want to pack everything. Um but yeah, it, they make sure the overnap has got some cuffs on. So if something does happen in the pool, nothing's going to leak out because you really don't want to be responsible for a, a holiday pool shutting down because there's been an accident. And we've seen that before as well. So, um, yeah, that that's the main thing. Um, and then, you know, for me, absolutely a sun hat is, is crucial. It, it, people don't seem to realise, especially if you obviously um, when you're abroad, but, you know, in the UK as well, most of the UV, UV rays from the sun can actually reflect off the surface of the water so you end up getting double the amount of sun you get the sun on your head and then the sun hitting the water and coming up to your your face as well so you know I don't know whether you've ever been kind of swimming in the sea and you come out and you know if you've not put suntan lotion on that I'm terrible I always forget I always did the kids but never did me yeah (laughs) Um, yeah 
but you come out of the sea and you've got this amazing tan and that's because you're getting double the amount of uv rays and and we have to remember that with children as well so you know a sun hat is crucial and making sure there's tons of suntan lotion on the face and you know the hands anything that's exposed um, and also the glasses as well there's no reason why the children can't wear glasses you know you go to the opticians these days and it's the one thing they go on and on about is you know make sure you wear sunglasses make sure you want to wear sunglasses and you know our our babies and toddlers should be wearing them and there's some fantastic ones out there now that you can get on these little bands that go at the back of the head um so yeah it seems a bit overkill it really does but you do not want to see a baby burn and and unfortunately we see it a lot um it's just horrendous it really is so um yeah that the sunsuit the hat uh the nappies and the the goggles that's brilliant. And and out of interest, actually, you know, with the sun cream, would you still put sun cream underneath the UV suit or not? I, have, I haven't done. And obviously, I'm not an expert in, in sun creams and everything. No. But I haven't done because if it's a UV suit, you get nine, about, about 98. If it's a decent one, about 98% protection. Um, Obviously, they're, they're in the water. So I would put it, I always used to put it around kind of the seams and everything. But I, I didn't put it underneath as well because there, no. there's no point. But yeah, I'm, I'm not an expert in sun cream. And no, of course, of course, kids, but never me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I you know, <laughs> that is, yeah, exactly. I know it's always the case, though, because you forget. I mean, even if the, the worst, the worst times is is when there's a bit of a breeze, really, because yeah. you can feel like, oh, it's not that hot, and then you don't put it on, and it's just so so important. So, yeah, top tip. Then we'll link to all of those things at the bottom of this podcast as well. So, with um, toys in the swimming pool abroad what would you say about that safe would you avoid them what do you think Oh, God, no. You know, children learn through play. So anything you can get in there to, you know, keep them entertained. And, you know, a lot of children, well, most of the, the children in our lessons at, at, at Puddle Ducks are learning through songs and activities and, and play. They don't realise they're learning to swim. Um, and, you know, we use a lot of toys within our lessons, which are, you know, really important. I think if you're going to take toys with you, just be really careful. I know it sounds ridiculous, but make sure there's not a hole in it, because what happens, it collects the, the uh, water and that water starts to stagnate and it's you know really really unhealthy we use toys where all of the holes are sealed uh, or they've not got them um so i think that's one of the things obviously nothing that can be swallowed anything that can kind of fit into your luggage so you know inflatable balls are great because they plat, uh, pack um, completely flat we've got some uh, rubber ducks in our lesson some branded rubber ducks um which the kids absolutely love um so you know they're fabulous to just shove into a suitcase but anything you can find really um in terms of kind of aids rather than toys, we do give a lot of advice about that. Um, just being very careful to avoid those seats, you know, that you see the children sat in in the pools. Um, they're not great. They're very tempting to walk away from or turn around from because you think they're supported, but they can tip over so easily. Um, so we, we say just to avoid those seats. Um, and, you know, the inflatable noodles, the woggles. Yes. They're fabulous, you know, to pop again into your suitcase and take with you. And anything which isn't a fixed buoyancy aid, um, because within our lessons, we don't use any fixed buoyancy aids. The children, when they're ready to swim, they'll push that um, woggle or the noodle or the float away. Um, 
when they're ready. Whereas if you've got fixed armbands or discs or anything like that, you never know when the child's ready. And again, it's that temptation to think they've got a buoyancy aid. I can step away. I can go and sunbathe. They're OK. They're not. Um, so they need that full supervision. Um, and, you know, some of the, the armbands and the discs give the children that false sense of security and shifts the body position and they might have been taught without them um so you know the best way is for parent to hold them off for the child to hold parent but toys are amazing you know just letting them play anything can be a toy i remember going away with my two and it was literally a plastic water bottle that we filled up and, and it was like endless fun for hours and thinking it's a water bottle. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I know. All this money we spend on the birthdays and Christmas, they just need a water bottle. No, that that's brilliant. No, that's great advice. I actually remember years ago when I did swimming lessons. I mean, years ago now. Um, but um, we used to learn years ago with armbands. And I remember mm. this one boy walking into the pool and he thought he had armbands on and he just jumped in. I went under the water. Luckily, obviously, the teacher got him out and everything and she was paying attention. But I think sometimes it can be easy to forget that you've not actually yeah. got them on for a child as well. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, there are lessons where armbands are used and quite often it's when the teachers are, are teaching from poolside and there's an mm. assistant in the water. And, you know, and there's other um, types of lessons where the teacher's in the pool. We've never used them. We like children to understand from very, very early on their buoyancy in the water, how their body works in the water. And also, also from a life-saving, a personal survival point of view, if they fell in, like you say, they expect to have that um, security that will bob up to the surface. Whereas, you know, within our lessons, we're teaching them from very early on that if you fall in the water, you kick up to the surface. You know, you resurface on your own um, and, you know, you either do your treading water or you float on your back or you reach for a point of safety. And it's very different when you're taught with armbands. And I think, yeah, and... And again, we like to say to the parents, we try to encourage them. We don't tell them we're not dictatorial, but we do say if you're going on holiday, you know, try not to put the armbands on them because look how far they've come and they're doing it all on their own. And you, September's a difficult time for um, teachers at Puddlesworth because you know the ones where the kids have been on holiday with armbands. So it's like, oh, we're going to have yeah. to <laughs> Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet it is. I know that's the thing. It's um, this, is, this is why this episode's really useful of all the different things that you can do. Because swimming, when you go on holiday it's such a big part of it as well isn't it and it's yeah. you can make such lovely memories swimming and it should be a you know a very nice experience but as I said I get a bit nervous because you know the pools you just hear like oh gosh you know you just it's just frightening so I like to make sure I've got everything full eyes on them at all times and everything and just as safe as can be but also as fun as it can be as well oh, so yeah fab and you know if you want that bronzed face then you know being in that water is great like I say you're getting double the UV oh. rays so uh, I used to come back from holidays and my face was lovely and brown and the rest of me wasn't because I spent all the time in the water with the kids yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that's good do you know now I know that I'll be in there a lot more actually <laughs> uh, instead of getting the husband to get getting there more so so yeah um you know with um swimming on holiday is there an amount of time that you think is too long for a child to be in the water 
It's not necessarily the the length um, as such. It's more about the kind of the stimulation, the overstimulation, and the um, the temperature. So babies under six months of age can't shiver. They don't have the ability to shiver. So I think when we keep them in water, we think, well, they're not shivering, they're not cold, um, but they, they physically can't do it until they're about six months of age. So we don't have that sign really that whether they're cold or not. Um, so we have to look at other things. You know, we look at them uh, blue lips mottled skin um, and you know limiting it to about 20 to 30 minutes is really important and you know the guidance for naught to six months it's around 30 degrees celsius which is quite difficult in some of the holiday pools that you have because not all of them are, are at that temperature. So um, I think, you know, if you are going to take them in and it's cooler than that, you want to be doing it in 10 minutes at a time um, and keeping them close to you so you've got that body warmth. Um, but, you know, they get really restless because it's not comfortable for them at all. Um, and, you know, 12 about 12 pounds as well so babies up to about six months um and any babies over six months who are under 12 pounds it should be about 30 degrees so that that's one of the main things to think about and um also babies under three months are really highly sensitive to sensory uh stimulation so the light the noise and you know it's like going in a holiday pool you know these kids jumping and splashing adults jumping and splashing around yeah. so it's being aware of that as well and trying to find the right time in the day if it's, you know, you can go in when it's a little bit quieter for the younger ones. Um, it's not great for their child development if we're overstimulating them when they're so young. So um, when they kind of get to toddler age, um, you can't get them out of the pool. You just can't get them out of the pool. And, you know, you know when they're cold or not, they'll start to shiver. And, you know, it, it's so it's not really about the length of time. It's just about the temperature, which that's really important that's great advice thank you so much that's really useful um so I know we touched on times then when you said um you know the, the certain times of, of going in the pool is there any times of the day that we should be avoiding would it be the normal 12 till 3 you know kind of with the sun yeah. at its highest or yeah 12 till 3 is not great but you know it's obviously everybody has every child has a different routine um you know I know my my daughter um I mean she's 16 now but her we used to call it the witching hour um mm -hmm. it used to be between three and five when nothing we did would settle her but if we took her in the swimming pool, she'd happily stay there for a couple of hours, you know, and, and she she was brilliant at that time. Um, you know, any other time that, you know, I, I kind of would would avoid. Yeah. I'm really kind of calmed down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's an indoor pool, then it doesn't make any difference. It's it's finding that we, we have. I've had customers who have brought their child to me into the lessons and the child has not been settled. They've cried all the way through it. And the parents have said, oh, they hate swimming. They hate swimming. And I said, OK, let's have a look at their usual day. You know, and they've, they've brought them to me at like 11 o'clock in the day. And I said, tell me what a usual day is. Well, nine till 10, they do this. Ten to, and then 11 till 1, they usually sleep. OK, <laughs> so you've just brought them to, to me during their swimming lesson. Obviously, they're the restless, you know, they're overtired. They need, that's their sleep time. Mm -hmm. So it's it's trying to find that um 
the time in the day that suits them best and and not panicking if they are starting to cry when they're in the pool for the first time because it just may, might be that they're overstimulated they're overtired and so many parents say they hate swimming they don't hate swimming they spent nine months in water in the womb it's a natural environment for them but you've got to take everything else into consideration um so um yeah it's it's not giving up it's just trying to find the right time for your baby that's really good advice because I, I'm actually I'm going on holiday in a few weeks and listening to what you're saying. And I've got Olivia at home and she's 16 months and she naps in the morning. And that, yeah, now I think, oh, right, OK, I can figure out your day a bit more then, can't yeah. you? Really? <laughs> yeah. So that's really useful. And um, is there anything else that we should think about as parents when we're taking our little ones swimming? Um, oh, I could be here all day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, there's a few different kind of topics on the, on this. And, and you know, one of the ones is you know, the pressure parents put their children under, especially if the children are already doing swimming lessons. They kind of want to keep it up and they want to, you know, they can see the progression within the swimming lessons and they want that to continue. Um that's not what you're there for you you're not there to teach you there to allow your child to explore and have fun and children learn through play like I said in our lessons that's exactly what they do they don't realize they're learning to swim but we do the activities so much so that you know they're learning through through that um that fun game or that fun song so you know don't push them um you know it, it's a time for relaxing and having fun as a family and bonding and again you know bonding happens through play but I see so many times on holiday you know uh, parents giving instructions to the children you know we do these 25 meters we're going to swim across the pool and you know the kid doesn't want that they just want to enjoy themselves so um that's hard as a swimming teacher and, and as a swimming coach because that's the kind of background that I come from you yeah know? Um, my mum my was great at that you know we I, I I remember um a little bit off um the topic here but I remember going into um, a swimming gala in the harbour in, in Cornwall and we used to enter it every single year and you know it's a good thing for me and my sister to do we used to have fun and um, I, she needed us to win every year we oh. needed to win those races and I was probably about 12 or 13 and I started to swim across and the water for some reason the water hit my chest and I had a bit of a, a panic attack and I was just kind of having asthma at that time so um, I started having a bit of a panic attack and asthma attack and my dad ran down the harbour wall to get the sage and ambulance and my mum's going finish the race competitive competitive but she but she came from a coaching background so I yeah. kind of got another way with my kids and said you know just have fun and you know play in the water and, and that's what you get and the older they get obviously um that the, you they become more independent and you know it's still hard I mean 18 nearly 19 and 16 and still I don't like to take my eyes off them in the water even though they you know regional and county swimmers um <laughs> still got that oh, are they going to be okay in water kind of thing but um yeah lots and lots of play don't ever leave them alone um you know because inflatables or anything you know armbands it is not a replacement for you know parental supervision absolutely and, and sadly there are so many incidents in pools because you've just taken your eye off the child for a couple of minutes um you know just had a doze on the sunbed kind of thing and yeah it's it's not great at all mm -hmm. um Avoid inflatables in the sea. You know, they flip over so easily in the waves. And also, you know, again, supervising children by the the, the shore um, because it doesn't take long for that wave to come and, and knock them over. And, and a lot of children, when they're learning to swim, it's something we focus on a lot is, is um, learning to regain the feet. 
So, you know, it's when there has been incidents, sadly, in pools and, and even in ponds, it's not that the child hasn't been able to swim. They've not been able to regain the feet. So it's lifting the head and putting the feet down. Um, and it's things like that that we teach the children. So, um, you know, making sure that they're, they're not near the waves and, you know, unsupervised um, and, you know, going out on boats as well. It doesn't matter how strong a, a swimmer your child is, you know, that life jacket goes on. It, it doesn't matter, you know, it, it's things like that that we don't think about. Um, and one, one of the big things, one of the big things which isn't out there and people don't know, but um, if your child is going swimming lessons and they're used to kind of, you know, those submersions that a lot of um, swim schools do, we don't do four submersions, we do um, elective submersions. So we invite our child to go underwater and most of them are swimming under the water, but they're doing it on their own. But if you are at a swim school where you are doing those kind of submersions under the water, under one year of age, you do not do it in the sea. Um, the kidneys of children under one year of age are not developed enough to handle salt. So alt, salt overdosing can lead to really serious illness um, and, and, and beyond, unfortunately. So submersions in seawater shouldn't be done with children under the age of one. Um, so we do see that occasionally, you know, that parent going, oh, let's dive under the, the waves, this, you know, nine month old. And you think, oh, my goodness. Apart oh, from the fact man. that it looks shocking, it's yeah. like yeah so that that salt is is not great as well and you know don't worry about submersions just let a child lead um you know because that's what they want to do they just want to play so yeah yeah oh gosh that that's really I, I had no idea about that actually not that I would do that by the no. way but um yeah but if that's the thing especially dads just you often see dads just having a good f bit of fun don't you <laughs> that's the type of thing that you, yeah you, you see know what? We, we, we've we've got mums dads aunties grannies you know we've got everybody within our lessons um, oh. child minders and um the, the dads make me howl with laughter because they're oh. like when are they going to swim across the pool like the six months old <laughs> yeah yeah give them a chance give yeah, them a yeah, chance oh <laughs> I know I know I think it's a natural thing and I know what you mean they do make me laugh as well so 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 you've touched on your lessons puddle ducks lessons could you tell us a little bit more about what to expect from these lessons if that's okay yeah so um what we pride ourselves on is that you can join us at any time um you don't have to kind of wait for the start of the term um all our teachers are really highly qualified qualified to recognize where a child is at um not just age wise but um ability so you you know we the lessons kind of are ongoing and you can jump in at any time and they you know they will uh, tailor the activities to your child so we might have one activity say where we're swimming to and from the wall and doing some pushing off and you know learning to be independent but there might be six or seven different stages so we might have eight children but they're all at different stages um so that individual um you know lesson is, is really really important within the you know everybody being there it's it, it, it gives people reassurance that actually oh I'm joining but somebody's been doing this for six months it doesn't matter um you know and to see somebody's stood next to you with their child who's independently turning pushing off and swimming to the parent you think god that, that's where I'm getting to um but we start you kind of the very basics of it so you know that that's really good but yeah any age at all coming through um 
It doesn't matter. Some parents feel they've missed the boat because they've not done the baby swimming classes. And um, we have a lot of people joining us at the age of two and going into what we call our little dippers classes, um, which is about confidence building. Um, you know, and we've got children from two to four in there. You know, some of them who are coming in and kind of jumping out of that class into the next class because they're really confident. And some children that stay in there a little bit longer and there's no pressure to move out um, we follow everything we do is at a child's pace and I think that's really really important we teach our children um, how to submerge but we don't physically shove them under the water when they're not ready it's about inviting them to the water it's about teaching them signals um, it's about mimicking so the parents will do a lot of activities and the, the children will then copy them and you know we've got a teacher who who works for us who's a three-week-old baby when um, Nikki put her face down in the water her three-week-old baby went towards the water and put her face in oh, so, you wow. know, yeah so and, and she continued to you know be confident like that and once they can see you're confident and it, you know we do have a lot of nervous parents coming to us and, and that's absolutely fine you know we can work with them as well it's about building parents confidence up it's about building babies uh, confidence up as well so yeah so we go from birth all the way up to um 10 years of age um, and you go you go through the first three programs you move on on age and after that you move on um, ability and again you know just making sure the children stay together um, you know at, at kind of that same level um, yeah it's just we do everything we do songs we do personal survival we do life-saving um, you know everything that you can think of is in those um, is in the lessons it's jam-packed it's but we've also got those relaxing times within it where we give you that time to kind of practice an activity and consolidate it and bond with your little one. Um, oh, it's, it's just amazing. It, it's the best thing in the world, teaching those children and seeing them progress. And more importantly for me, seeing parental confidence, because we do a lot of psychology kind of stuff as well within our lessons um and we've been able to recognize people who suffered from postnatal depression who may need that little bit more help and parents have opened up to us um and i think that's really important as well it's our teachers are not just qualified to teach they're qualified to look at child psychology you know uh, parental support that's needed it's it's really holistic as well and i think that's it's welcoming environment for a parent, um, you know, and they do open up to us. We end up being counsellors as well as swimming teachers. <laughs> that's handy, yeah, two, two, two at once. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. No, that's really, really good. I mean, that's especially when you said about the mental health, it's recently been maternal mental health. A lot of people have been talking about that, haven't they, recently? Yeah. And it's yeah. so important. A lot of people suffer. I mean, I did uh, with my first son, um, and and I think having that support from you guys is just amazing. Yeah. I, I um I've recently um stopped teaching at um one of one of the pools because I'm in the middle of a, a relocation. Obviously, not leaving Puddle Dots, never leaving no. Puddle Dots, but just moving um counties. And I got such a wonderful card off one of my parents, and she'd really struggled. Um, and um I could see that she was struggling, and I really focused on her. I didn't focus on a baby, and every week it was telling her how amazing she was and how 
you know, how much confident she was becoming. And the letter that I got out of all the presents and, you know, the chocolates and, and the, the wine, the gin, <laughs> um, and the flowers, it was that card that meant the most to me because she thanked me for supporting her and giving her the confidence to not only, you know, enjoy swimming with her baby, but actually it was a transferable confidence because she became more confident at home and going to other clubs. And, and that meant more to me than anything else, because that's what we're there for, not just teaching the kids to swim. We, we, we're bringing everything in there and supporting parents is so, it's, it's just so important. Yeah. Well, they do say happy, happy parents, happy baby, don't yeah, they? So, exactly. and I really believe that. Um. So finally, um, could we talk a little bit about the franchise opportunities that you guys have? I know, obviously, you guys listening will have heard of Puddle Ducks, I'm sure of it. Um, and you've got franchisees all over the place, but you must have some availability as well. So could you share a little bit more about what it's like to work for you? Yeah, I, I mean, God, it, it's perfect. It is the best job. It's, you know, you, your own boss. It's People think we are local if you're just going to those local lessons. But, yeah, we are nationwide. But we do have gaps, like you say. So, you know, we're always looking for that next franchisee to join the, the Puddle Dots family. Um, so, yeah, perfect solution for people who want to be their own boss. Um, we've got a proven model. You know, it's a trusted and established brand. Um, and we've got a network of experts, you know, at every area of the business, you know, from uh, franchise support, from finance, marketing, obviously the technical, the lessons side, even the retail side um you know we've got those experts at head out head office and experts within the franchising team as well um which is obviously really important and the franchisees come from so many different backgrounds as well it's really interesting when you you see them you speak to them and find out you know where they've come from but all of them have that passion for swimming for the passion for helping somebody, helping families, um, and and the also the ambition to succeed, and you know, got that entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit about them as well. Um, so you know, it, it is hard. The first few years are hard work, um, but if you're following that proven model, you're going to reap those rewards. Um, you know, financially as well as having control over your own time, and you know that being able to be your own boss but and being able to still go to school to watch those plays and do the school drop off and everything and that's what the franchisees love they work hard they really work hard but they work it around their family um and that's what a lot of people want um so yeah we we've um we've got a great model our vision has changed slightly in that we're hoping that we have um a managed our own pool in every territory by 2027 and we're doing really well with that um but yeah, it, it's it's great. You know, we, we want people to come and join us. And, you know, there's there's case studies on our website. Um, you know, we invite you to come in and chat to us. Um, you know, we've got an excellent franchise manager who um guides you through the whole process. Um and you you're supported all the way. So um yeah, fabulous opportunity to join us. That's great. And do you need to have any swimming qualifications or anything like nope. that to join you? Wow, no, that's amazing. Swimmer. Yeah, everything is is provided. There's, we use the Swimming Teachers Association, which is, um, you know, is worldwide. Um, um, it's the national it's one of the national governing bodies for swimming but it's it's a worldwide swimming organization they provide at the external training we have internal uh, technical training so we have our, our own puddle dots teach training courses 
Um, you know, we've got business training, marketing training, finance training. We need somebody who's, you know, who's got that kind of professional background, who's willing to put the hard work in, who wants to succeed, um, you know, and yeah, is 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 gonna fit with us and um and who loves swimming. Even yeah. if you decide to you don't need to be a swimming teacher. If you want to buy a franchise and launch it but not teach yourself, you can bring those teachers in. Um, so you don't necessarily have to teach as well. You know, we've had a couple of franchisees who have not gone through the teacher training, they wow. launched their business, but they brought teachers in. They want to focus fully on the the um the business side of things. So there's there's you know, you don't have to have a biz, uh, a swimming background. We've that's brilliant. Yeah, some don't want to get their hair wet. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that's it. I could be like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds so good. Um, it sounds really good. Like you said, that then you know, if they do choose to move forward with the franchise, they can focus on the area that they enjoy, can't they? Because there's Definitely. so many, so many different parts to it. That's amazing. So um, where would someone go if they want more information about firstly your classes and secondly the franchise opportunities? So if you go to our website, which is www.puddleducks.com, you'll find everything on there. I will I will say that um, Claire Mills is our franchise manager who um, starts kind of that process, answers those initial questions. So you can contact Claire on claire.mills at puddleducks.com. Um, but everything you need is on our website. We've got case studies on there. We've got videos of our lessons. We've got, you know, absolutely everything that you, you need is, is on there anyway. Um, but yeah, pick up the phone, you know, email Claire and um, yeah get that introduction and, and come along to a discovery day and discover what it's all about um, but it is just the best job in the world it really really is it's, you're making uh, me want to work there now <laughs> Ali <laughs> I know it sounds it sounds amazing so but thank you so much and what we'll do is we'll put all of those links that Ali shared at the bottom um, of this podcast episode so you can easily just click those and find your way around the website so thank you so so much for being our guest today you really appreciate thank you. it thank, thank you. you very much you can find your nearest baby swimming provider in my bump to babies directory just head on over to www.mybumptobaby.com to find your nearest baby swimming lessons Are you looking for pregnancy to preschool groups, classes and lessons for you and your family? If you are, then head on over to www.mybumptobaby.com and join over 200,000 parents using our website each and every month. We also work with trusted financial advisors, family law solicitors and now estate agents too. If you would like to find your nearest trusted expert, head over to www.mybump2baby.com. Wondering what's on in your local area? Come and join our weekly newsletter where we share the classes and groups that are on in your local area. From pregnancy to preschool, we have you covered. Click the link below this podcast to receive your newsletter each week, every Sunday, so you know what's on and you can plan your week ahead.